Welcome to the She Lives Fearless podcast. This is Holly Newton, and I am your host. The mission and vision of She Lives Fearless is to encourage and equip you to pursue God fiercely and to live life fearless. You know, when we take time to rest in the Lord and to receive His promises, we can rise up in our everyday circumstances with confidence, with boldness, with courage, strength, and without fear because we know the one who we can depend on and who gives us strength. All of our conversations here on the podcast are geared to doing just that, encouraging you and equipping you in the promises and truths of God. Thank you for tuning in. Let's jump into today's episode. I am excited today to have on Jen Tucker as our guest. Jen is an illustrator, lettering artist, and graphic designer whose work has been featured in multiple publications and books, including the Message Canvas Bible and the ECPA best-selling coloring book, Whatever is Lovely. She lives in central Georgia with her husband, Mark, and two daughters. Jen is a devoted follower of Jesus and an advocate for mental health. Jen, I am so excited to have you on today. Welcome to the Sheila's Fearless Podcast. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Uh, I am really excited to dive into this conversation. Um, it, you, the book. Oh, I forgot to say what the book is called. The book is called Breath as Prayer. So today we are talking to Jen about her new book that's coming out in August, and it's called Breath is Prayer, Calm Your Anxiety, Focus Your Mind, and Renew Your Soul. This is very dear to my heart, as She Lives Fearless began as Exhale Women, when the Lord showed me how desperately we needed to slow down and renew our souls and our spirits. And She Lives Fearless is what I call chapter two of what God is doing in that community and ministry. And I am just really excited to dive into this about breath prayer and what it means to you and just share with the audience about your book. So Jen, I would love to start by, first of all, how did this book come to be? Uh, Well, that's an interesting story because it's not really your conventional, traditional way (laughs) that it came about. Um, I don't, I've never really considered myself author before. Um, I didn't have like seek out, send in transcripts or seek out an editor. I didn't, I call this a gift from God that he just laid in my lap. Um, I was actually sitting in the hospital with my daughter, um, sitting by her bedside, probably on day 11-ish of a hospital stay. That was um, one of the hardest things in my life last year, last February, um, when I got an email in my inbox from an editor asking me if I'd be interested in writing a book. And at that point, um, with all that was going on, sitting in a hospital, um, for I didn't know how long I'd be there. I My first initial gut was, there's no way. I'm not a writer. I can't write a book. <laughs> um but then she told me what it was going to be about. And it, she had stumbled upon a blog post, which I don't even write very much on my little blog. Um, but she had stumbled upon one of my rare little blog posts about breath prayer. And um, they were interested in someone who could write a book about breath prayer. And it was just, um, I can't explain it other than God, because at that moment, for those past 10, 11 days, all I had been praying was breath prayers. That's the only thing that kept me going each day um, during that season. 
I had learned about breath prayers a couple of years. Well, not even a couple of years, probably less than a year before that. Um, I had stumbled upon it in my quest for trying to find help with anxiety. My daughter had been diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder. I personally struggled with anxiety and was learning how to manage my own anxiety um, through help in order to help her better manage hers. And so anyway, it's long story, but I stumbled upon breath prayers, loved them, um, but I, they didn't become an integral part of my prayer life until that hospital stay. So the fact that I got that email asking me if I'd be willing to write a book as I was literally clinging daily to these breath prayers, um, I was going to say no, because I didn't think I could do it. I was in the middle of the hardest season of my life and I didn't think I could, but at the same time, I heard God nudging me um, because I was clinging so much to these prayers that I needed this book. This is the book I needed when I was in that hospital room. Um, this is this is what I needed to get through those really difficult months. And so writing this book, the process of writing this book was during one of the, the most difficult season of my life is through some really, really hard days. And the prayers in this book are prayers that I personally clung to, to get through that really difficult, high anxiety time in my life. And so, yeah, this book was birthed out of some really, really, a really tough season um, when breath prayers were keeping me going and keeping me connected to God and helping, reminding me just to, to breathe and that he's there with me, that he loves me um, and that I'm okay. So. Jen, I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Um, that is, you know, not a traditional way of walking into a publishing deal for sure, <laughs> but clearly, you know, the Lord has given you insight through um some great trials that can help others connect to him. So for those that may not know what a breath prayer is, what is a breath prayer? Yeah. So breath prayer is just what it sounds like. It's a prayer that you pray to the rhythm of your breath. Typically they're very short, um, usually just two lines. Um, you inhale, as you inhale, um, you say the first half of the prayer. And as you exhale, you say the second half of the prayer. Um, I combine my breath prayers with deep breathing exercises, very simple, easy. Um, the the breathing, the slowing down and focusing on my breathing, that helps calm the physical symptoms of anxiety, while the prayer part of it helps turn my mind to Christ and helps me focus on the truth in his word. And so combining those two together to me has been such a powerful tool for me personally um, to manage my anxiety because it connects body, mind, soul, everything together and focusing it on Christ. And so that's what breath prayers are. Very simple, easy. Anybody can do it. If you can breathe, you can pray a breath prayer. <laughs> I love that. Well, <clears throat> I'm guessing you discovered this practice when you were going through these trials with your daughter. I did. Yeah. She, um, she began having panic attacks, very pretty severe ones. Um, when she was 13, um, was shortly after diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder. Um, and we were plunged headfirst into the world of mental health, um, and seeking to try to help her. Um, 
I've personally struggled with anxiety my whole life, although I lived in huge denial for a very long time. Um, a lot of shame surrounding it. I felt like anxiety was an enemy and I tried to hide it, push it down, ignore it, which as you can imagine, didn't go so well. <laughs> um, for me, my anxiety manifested a lot as perfectionism, people pleasing, overworking, um, which more recently I've discovered all that's rooted in anxiety and in deep rooted worry. Um, and so, but when she started having panic attacks, I couldn't ignore it. <laughs> it's not something you can push aside. Um, and so in order to help her through her own battle with anxiety, I had to kind of really face up to my own struggles and how deep rooted they really were um, and learn how to effectively and manage my own anxiety and get healthy um, so that I could best help her as well. Um, it's been a long journey that's been nearly four years ago now since she was first diagnosed. Um, we've had a lot of additional diagnoses added, um, lots of other struggles, um, hospital stays, um, has not been an easy road, but yeah, I've learned a lot. I think I found breath prayers as I was looking for, um, strategies to manage anxiety, like how, what can I do to help her? How can I help my own? Um, and I just found, I stumbled upon a website that talked about breath prayers very briefly, but I was immediately intrigued because I'm like, wow, this combines what I've been hearing from our therapists and psychiatrists about how important the breath is, that breathing is the bridge between the brain and the body. And, you know, breathing is the one um, function, autonomic function that we can control. Like we can slow our breathing down. We can intentionally make our breath slower and deeper. We can't control our heart rate. We can't control our blood pressure, but we can control our breathing. And when we breathe deeply, it connects to that, our nervous system, that autonomic nervous system, and it'll trigger our um, sympathetic, parasympathetic nervous system to calm our body down. And so I, we learned all these facts about how the body works and how the brain's connected and all these things. But then I read about breath prayers and it connected the breathe, the breath to prayer. And I'm like, that's the element that was missing for me personally. I'm like, that's what kind of helped me. The breathing definitely helps calm the physical symptoms. But for me, it's the focusing my mind away from my worries, away from what's causing this anxiety and focusing on the truth of God's word. That's what shifted things a lot for me personally. So yeah, I kind of stumbled upon it, but it's become my favorite tool for managing my own anxiety. Okay. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> thank you for sharing that. Um, you know, breath work, as you have just expressed, it is common. Um, you were able to, you know, Google it and find that it, it's a practice. It's common in different religions and health practices, you know. Um, here, at, here at She Lives Fearless, we focus on the truths of God and living freely in Christ, um, mm -hmm. living an abundant life in Him. And what um, would you say makes the Christian breath prayer different? Right. Yeah. And I think that's a really critical, important thing. I even spent a bit of time in my book explaining the difference between Christian breath prayer and other types of breathing meditative practices, because you will find breath work and meditation in lots of different religions, lots of different spiritual practices. Um, 
The primary difference between Christian breath prayer and other forms of meditative breath work is the that in in most other forms of breath work, the focus is inward on self and on trying to reach a sense of almost nirvana or some kind of my almost mindlessness, like emptying your mind. So to reach some form of peace from within, whereas Christian breath prayer recognizes that our source of peace is Christ. Um, He is the true source of peace in our lives. And so instead of being mindless, breath prayers are mindful. We're filling our mind with the word of God. We're focusing our mind intentionally on his word and the words in, in his, in the Bible. And um, that's why my breath prayers are all based in scripture, because I want to focus the mind on truth that's found in his word. And we focus our mind away from ourselves. Instead of focusing inward, we're focusing upward toward God. And so to me, that is the primary difference. Now, God created our bodies and he created them in this amazing intricate design and he gave us our breath and the fact that our breath can help calm the physical symptoms of anxiety, that's a gift from God. I think that's I think that's a great, it's not just because it's scientific, quote unquote, or medical doesn't make it in opposition to God's word, because God's the one who made us. He's the one who gave us this breath. Um, But focusing our mind as we breathe on him, to me, is what makes Christian breath prayers different and sets them apart because we're not just connecting that bridge between the brain and the body through breath, but we are connecting that bridge between our souls and God through prayer. And to me, that's what completes that circle. It's the whole, whole thing. Um, And the focus on Christ is what sets Christian breath prayers apart. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. And I agree with, I agree with that point. Um, It's, God alone and, you know, His Spirit that transforms us, right? And when we put our focus and attention on Him, He is the one that brings our true transformation that we need. And, you know, this idea of breath prayers to reduce anxiety, um, combining, you know, scientifically what happens in our body with focusing our heart, our attention, our soul, making a choice to do that. And I love that you attach scripture to that um, because as you're proclaiming scripture, (laughs) you're (laughs) proclaiming the truths of God over your own soul, right? (laughs) Right. Because our feelings, uh, especially anxiety, can be so overwhelming. And when you have an overwhelming feeling like anxiety, that tends to be our focus. We're focused on that and how we're feeling. Where with breath prayer, we're able to calm our bodies and that physical reaction we have, but then refocus our mind away from our feelings, which are not always truth. They're real. They're very, very real, but our feelings are not always truth, but God's word always is. And so if we can focus, retrain our mind to take anxiety and see it not as an enemy, we have to fight or avoid, but okay, this is just a cue for me to to turn to Christ. And I think that's how he, like the Bible says, he transforms us by the renewing of our mind. And one way we can participate in that process is by intentionally redirecting our mind, carving new pathways in our brain to how we respond to anxiety instead of letting it spiral into panic automatically, using it as a cue to slow down take some deep breaths and refocus and shift our focus back to Christ. Um, and I think if we, if we make it a habit and a pattern, it really does help over time. I've found it to be true in my own life, um, and it's made a significant difference for me. Beautiful. Now, you share openly about 
um, dealing with anxiety. Have you found that this has become an avenue to deepen your faith? Oh, absolutely. Which uh, for a very long time, I never, (laughs) I would never have said anxiety um, deepened my faith because for a long time I was so lived in so much shame over my anxiety. Cause I thought, well, you know, the Bible says, do not fear. I've told, you know, you're told like 365 times you enough for one day every year, you know, and I've been told, you know, do not be, be anxious for nothing. And yes, the Bible says all of those things. But for me growing up that to me, I turned that into a whole lot of shame when I did feel anxiety, even though I prayed, even though I read my Bible, even though I did all the things they told me to do, I still had this lingering anxiety and fear. And, um, I didn't know what to do with that. I didn't know how to reconcile those things. Um, and so, but in learning more about anxiety, what it really is, um, which is just our body's natural response to stress. I mean, that's how we were created. Although because of the fall, our bodies are a little bit out of whack and not always respond. You know, some things, it's, anxiety is a good thing to have. And our nervous system is a really good thing to have. Um, like if you're on a hike and a bear comes in your path, you need that automatic nervous system. You need it to respond without thinking and to override your, your um, thinking brain. Um, but a lot of times, especially, and for me, I've experienced this, my anxiety will rev up over something that isn't a real threat or danger to my life um, over a, you know, a stressful situation or over just being in a crowd of people makes me extremely anxious. I'll start shaking and sweating and I get so nervous. Um, and I'm not in any danger, physical danger. There's nothing, no real threat to me there, but my nervous system says, nope, you're in trouble. You're in danger. You need to react. Um Sorry, I think I went on a little tangent there. <laughs> I get a little distracted. No but, worries, um, you're good. <laughs> but um, so I used to view anxiety as really just kind of a barrier to my faith, something, a roadblock, something that I had to figure out how to get past, how to get over, how to get rid of, so I could, you know, live um, the life, the abundant life that God had for me. But I really found anxiety for me is, is, um, it helps deepen my faith because it is that reminder for me to turn to Christ. Anxiety has become the, the, um, when I begin to feel anxious, it's like a cue that, okay, my focus is somewhere that's not on the truth or it's, you know, or, okay, this is something really that is bothering me. I need to take this to Christ. I need to give it to God. This is something that I'm holding on to or clinging to. Um, So when I take my anxieties um, and pay attention to it and slow down long enough to, to figure out, okay, what, why am I feeling this way? And what's really going on? What do I need to take to Christ? How can I turn to Christ in this? Um, that's how it's deepened my faith because I pay attention to it. I don't try to ignore it or push it away or get over it. Um, pay attention to it and then give it to God. And yeah, then- we have the opportunity to exchange it for his yes, peace, right? Exactly, exactly. It's, it's the opportunity. I love how you say, you know, pay attention to it rather than cover it up. Pay attention and take it to the Lord. He says, don't be anxious for anything. And I, you know, I, 
Unfortunately, you know, sometimes we take that and it does make us feel shame, but that's not what God intended. He intended for it to be this beautiful exchange. So there may be a listener today going through a really hard time and you're feeling anxious and you can't shake that fear. Don't let this make you feel shame, but just know God is there right now in your midst and he wants to make that exchange. Exactly. I've I've shifted how I see those verses in the Bible from don't do this like a command to more of a comfort because God's more like he's our dad, he's our father and like when my daughter was having panic attacks or she'd come to me in the middle of the night terrified, I didn't get mad at her. I wasn't disappointed in her that she was feeling that fear. What did I do? I scooped her up in my arms and I told her, you don't need to be afraid. I'm right here with you. And that's what God is telling us. You don't have to be afraid. You don't have to be anxious about everything because I'm right here with you. I'm going to take care of you. And that's why breath prayers help because we're reminded if we turn our hearts to truth, our minds toward truth, we are reminded that he's with us. He's going to take care of us. He says he will, and he will do it. So we don't have to be afraid. And I don't have to live in constant anxiety. Yes, that's right. That's exactly right. Jen, there may be some other moms out there today that have kids who um, have anxiety or struggle with other mental health conditions. What would you say to those moms listening to this podcast today? I think the main thing is don't be afraid to get help for your kid. Um, The National Alliance on Mental Health says that one in six youth-aged kids aged 6 to 17 experience some kind of mental health condition every year, but only about 50% of those kids get the help that they need because a lot of times those symptoms are pushed aside or ignored or not taken seriously because mental health, there's still a lot of stigma surrounding it in our culture and especially within our faith communities, unfortunately. Um, But I would say, don't be afraid to get the help that they need. Early intervention is so, so important. Um, And if you're not sure, ask, ask. If you're like, I'm not sure about these behaviors or these things, signs that I'm seeing, is this normal? kid behavior or is this something deeper? Is there something more deeply rooted here that we need to get help with? Um, So don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid to seek help. Um, There's nothing, it's not a reflection of your parenting. It's not a reflection of them. You know, we live in this fallen, broken world and we're afflicted with all kinds of illnesses and diseases and pains. And unfortunately, these bodies of ours are not perfect and they're not going to function perfectly. And for a lot of people, that might mean a physical illness that you can see. For some people, it's a it might be a mental health condition that you can't see as clearly. But the brain is an organ just like any other organ in the body, and it's just as prone to dysfunction as any other part of our body. So, um, if your kid needs help with their mental health, get them some help. There's we need to normalize therapy. We need to normalize talking about mental health. It's not in opposition to Christianity or to our faith. Um, not at all. Like, you know, it can actually, like I said, it can be a doorway to even a deeper faith if we let it. So, um, yeah, I just say pay attention and don't be afraid to get help if your kid needs help. Good advice, Jen. And why do you think some Christians view mental health as a taboo subject? This is talked about a lot. Yeah, it's, I think it's complicated. I think it's a lot of it is because um, 
there's this idea that science and faith are at war with one another in some way. Um, and so we just, and the brain and mental health is, it is very complex and um, complicated and hard to understand. And so a lot of times if we don't understand something, we don't, we just don't take the time to really learn about it. We brush it off or because it does involve our mind, it is interconnected with our thoughts um, and our thoughts do affect, (laughs) you know, things it's, it's really easy to, to conflate those things and to, um, to say, well, you just need more faith. If you just, if you just have more faith, you just pray more, God will, you know, help you with that. And it's true. God can answer our prayers and he can heal and he can, you know, but with mental health conditions, as with any other health condition, um, you might need to see a professional to get help with that. Just like you would, if you have a heart problem or you have, you know, a broken arm, you wouldn't say just just pray a little more about that and you'll, and God will heal you. You know, we don't say that about physical illnesses and things that we can see, but it's when things, when it deals with things that we can't really see, um, a lot of times it's harder for us to wrap our head around it. We just don't take the time to learn about it. I think we don't take the time to listen to people who are dealing with those struggles, who have mental health conditions. I think it would help a lot if we would just take time to just listen to more stories of people who really do struggle. And, and we, I think we'll find out that, you know, it's a lot more common than you think. <laughs> I think we just don't talk about it enough. And so it's easy for something to get stigmas around it. If you don't really talk about it honestly and openly. Yeah. Um, so would you think that open communication and more conversations would help break down that stigma surrounding mental health in our faith communities? Absolutely. I think we have to talk about it and we have to get honest with ourselves. Like I said, I lived years in so much shame over my own struggles that I didn't talk about it. I would never bring that up because that would be admitting that I struggle with something that I shouldn't be struggling with as a Christian, you know, in my head, at least that's how I I felt. And so I think, um, if I had someone who was honest with me and said, Hey, I get anxious too, but I, this is what I do to help with that. I think that would have helped so much instead of just hearing, well, you shouldn't be just, just don't be afraid. Just don't be anxious. You know, just instead of just Bible verses thrown at me to have, you know, people be honest with, okay, this is what I struggle with. This is what the Bible says. This is how that looks lived out when you have these struggles. So I think, yeah, open communication, being honest with ourselves about our own struggles helps. Um, and just being open to learning. Thank you, Jen. That's all super helpful. I know that, um, this will be an encouragement to our listeners. What I would like to do before we close is tell us what the book breath is prayer offers. Like what, what is the book? Is it a chapter book? Is it devotionals? What's inside? I think it technically falls into the gift book category. So it's not like a trade book. It's not a lot, a lot of words. Um, There is a short section at the beginning where I talk about um, the science behind breath prayers and the faith reasons behind breath prayers. Like, so I talk about the difference, what, what breath prayers are, how they work, how to pray a breath prayer. I give a little like, tutorial like steps to how to pray a breath prayer. Um, There's also some breathing techniques, exercises that you can try to see what works best for you because there are different ways that you could breathe, um, different breathing exercises that are that help. But the the majority of the book, um, there are 84 different breath prayers um, 
fully color, full color illustrations throughout. And then there's a short reflection based on the scripture that the breath prayer is based upon. Um, so there's a really short little reflection that you can read a little devotional and, um, with some questions and some thoughts for reflection. Um, breath prayer I found is a really good, um, Breath prayer is not the only prayer I pray, but sometimes I'll start out with breath prayer just to kind of refocus my mind. And then it naturally leads into a deeper conversation with Christ. And so the reflections are kind of meant to dig a little deeper and go a little deeper. Um, and so, yeah, so it gives you 84 different breath prayers. That's 12 weeks worth of breath prayers. Um, in a, I, I think it turned out really, really neat and really pretty. And so I'm really excited about it. But yeah, so it's a, it's a very usable book. Um, it's meant to be practical, helpful, um, and just really turning your mind to Christ every single day. Yeah. It sounds like a great tool, you know, to have with you when you want to just take some intentional time mm-hmm. after you're in the word and uh, prayer and just take it and just another tool to go deeper. And it is a work of art. It's beautiful. Oh, thank you so much. It is beautiful. Did you illustrate it? I did. Yeah. I I illustrated all of it. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, you should be very proud. It is gorgeous. And uh, congratulations. That's very, very exciting. Um, Before we leave, I would love for you to share with our audience on the best way to connect with you. Sure. Well, um, I have a website called littlehousestudio.net where you can find um, when I rarely do post on my blog every now and then, um, or I'm on social media on Instagram at Jen underscore Little House Studio. So that's right. Wonderful. Now, are people able to purchase your illustrations that you do. absolutely yeah if you go to breathasprayer.com you'll find there's a whole list of places that are carrying it online where you can pre-order it um or you can ask your local bookstore to order it for you i do have some pre-order gifts if you order before august 16th um there's a whole big anxiety toolkit that you can get along with some prayer cards you can print out um and some other goodies so Awesome. How exciting. We will be sure to post the link to all of that in the show notes. So listeners, be sure and check out the show notes. Jen, thank you so much for being with us on the podcast today, for sharing your heart, sharing your journey, and what the Lord has done through you and is doing through you. I'm excited for your release to come. Thank you so much. You bet. And listeners, thank you for tuning in again. Be sure to check the show notes for important links and be sure to go to shelivesfearless.com to check out our conference information for 2023. We're launching in Dallas, Phoenix, Nashville, and Orlando. And trust me, you don't want to miss this time as we gather and uh, in the presence of the Lord and connect with others. Have a good week and we'll be back with you again next Tuesday. Thanks so much for listening to the show. We are here for you. You can find me super easy at Holly A. Newton on Instagram and Holly Newton Official on Facebook. I'd love to connect with you and hear how the show is encouraging you. And let's help others find the show so that they can also be encouraged in their purpose and passions. There's a couple of ways you can do that. One by subscribing and another is by rating and reviewing the show wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. And two, you can even screenshot, share in your stories, text it to your friends and family. And be sure to tag me at Holly A. Newton on the socials so we can connect.